I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You need to have a clear line in the sand. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? Answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic. One called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip will be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you, A, want to know if I'm going to write anymore, yes, I am. I'm going to write. As a matter of fact, every month, I'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused, sharp, and on point. And B, 
you want to work with me directly, you want to be able to talk to me every week, get your questions answered, get your challenges handled, and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are, all of that happens in my Bulletproof Mastermind. All information, and you're going to get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you're going to use those of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day. Welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to get the wrong people out of your audience. Now, I know this topic might throw a few of you for a loop. At least the title may throw a few of you for a loop. The topic will make perfect sense because you might be thinking to yourself, well, Dre, why would I want to throw people out of my audience? Well, I'll explain to you why in one moment. First of all, let me tell everyone especially those of you who are not aware and those of you who are but haven't taken action on this yet, that I send out a daily motivation text every single day, free of charge to everyone who's in my texting community. If you would like to receive this text, here's the only thing you need to do. Just text me at my number. This is the same number I'll be texting you from. It is 305-384-6894. Hit me at that number and every day you're going to get a message that's going to keep you focused, sharp, and on point, free of charge, straight to your phone. Number again, 305-384-6894. Now this topic, Getting the wrong people out of your audience. As I said, some of you may be wondering, why would you even want to do this in the first place? Since you right now with the products that you're selling and the things that you're offering, you want to get it to everybody. Everybody should be wanting to buy your book. Everybody should want to sign up for your course. Everybody should want to be a member of your community or part of your whatever it is you call your cohort, whatever you got going on. Everybody should want to sign up. Why would you want to intentionally push people away from you? Well, first of all, back in episode 1364, a couple of years ago, I explained to you this concept that I call rejection marketing. Many of you have heard of attraction marketing, which is simply doing things that will attract people into your world. And while attraction marketing does matter and it is a good thing to do, it's a good idea if you're already doing it. I also suggest that you do some rejection marketing, which is the opposite of attraction marketing, but it's actually two sides of the same coin. It's not really the opposite. It's the same thing. It's just that everything that you do that's going to attract certain people, it should also. And if you need to do some actions in addition, you want to do some things that will reject certain people out of your audience so that they know that they are not for you and that you are not for them. It should be clear. What I want you to understand from what I'm going to explain here today is that you don't want any ambiguity with people who are looking at your offerings. If they're looking at your program, your course, your book, your whatever you're selling, your coaching, whatever. There should be no ambiguity. Somebody shouldn't be looking at you and saying, all right, is this person really for me or is this person not for me? I'm not quite sure. They shouldn't not be sure. The only people who should not be sure are people who never heard of you. But once they hear of you and they get a whiff of what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're about, it should be real clear to them as a yes or a no, because you don't want just anybody in your audience. And you also don't want, quote unquote, everybody in your audience, even though some salespeople out there, or at least they call themselves salespeople think they want everybody. You do not want everybody. And if you're trying to get everybody, you're probably running yourself ragged right now. But we're going to get into that. So let's look into what it means to get the wrong people out of here. Point number one, topic once again, is how to get the wrong people out of your audience or to keep them from coming in in the first place. Number one, you must decide, he were decide 
who you want in and who you are for. Emphasis on two key words, in and for. Who do you want in your world and who are you for? Those should be the exact same person. And you need to know exactly who it is. You need to be able to say it out loud. You need to be clear about it. And the things that you say being clear about it will, when you're really clear about it, will exclude some people, will push some people away, will offend and annoy some people, will cause some people to maybe want to go against you for whatever reason. And at the same time, it's going to cause other people to say, damn, I'm glad this person said that. I'm glad this person is about this. You know what? I'm going to go deeper into what this person has going on because I like what they said. I like how they said it and I like what they're about. Can you position yourself that way? Are you positioning yourself that way? On this show, for example, many times here, you have heard me say, this is not for everybody. And I'm not just talking about just this show, just my entire ethos and the things that I talk about. This ain't for everybody. And, and I don't aim for this to be for everybody. I tell you, there are certain things that I'm just not with at all. I'm not with if you find yourself in a down position relative to other people for whatever reason, you don't pull them down so that you could be equal to them. You do the work to catch up. That's why this whole thing is called work on your game. I also tell you that we're in a performance and a results-based business. Uh, businesses does not care about your feelings or what you want to do. It cares about the formulas that lead to actual success. So if the things that you want to do are not producing success and the things that you want to do need to be eliminated because they're not getting us where we need to go. I tell you that I detest victims. I detest the mentality of being a victim. So anyone who is putting themselves in the position of woe is me and bitching and moaning and complaining about their situation does not belong here. And if you are still here, I'm going to say enough things that are going to push you out or you're either going to see yourself out. Or I'm going to kick you out because I detest anyone who walks around with that mentality for whatever reason in life. And those are just a couple examples. But listen, this show has over 2,100 episodes. You listen to enough of them, you're going to either find something that makes you say, hell yeah, or it's going to make you say, hell no. But that's the way that it's supposed to be. So you need to be clear and say it out loud. You need to know what it is and be willing to say it out loud over and over again so that the people who come across you know that they're in the right place or that they're in the wrong place. Now, how to do this and what it requires goes along with what I just said. You need to have a clear line in the sand. Everybody's heard that phrase, draw a line in the sand. What does that mean? That means that this is exactly what it is. There is no compromise. You're either on this side of the line or that side of the line. And let me tell you what the line is so you can make a decision. That's what it means to have a clear line in the sand. This is who I want. This is who I don't want. For example, and I want y'all to understand because this does not just apply to things like you know, what I'm doing. What I do, you can consider you no know, thought leadership. I offer social commentary. I talk about sometimes current events every now and then. So you might think to yourself, well, Dre, yeah, it makes sense with what you're doing because you're talking about things that people have strong opinions on that can go either direction. But what about something like fitness where, I mean, there's no person out there who would be mad if you said being in shape is a good idea. It's nobody's going to be mad at you for saying that. So how can somebody in that field do the same thing that you're talking about? Well, this is what you do. This is where you become discriminatory, like we talked about in yesterday's episode. So if I'm a personal trainer, I could be targeting, for example, divorced women over 50. You see how discriminatory that statement is? Who am I excluding? I'm excluding married women. I'm excluding all males. I'm excluding anyone who's under the age of 50. I'm being discriminatory and I'm making it very clear who I want in and who I want out. I'm telling all men, all married women and all women under 50, you're not for me. Don't come over here. All right. This advertisement is not for you. This product is not for you. I'm not marketing you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not caring about what your problems are. That's excluding those people. This is a discriminatory practice. And anyone who's good at marketing and selling is always 
discriminating against the people who they don't want to talk to. This is what we call an exclusionary call out. You are calling out who you want, while at the same time, you're calling out who you don't want. When I have my book, The Overseas Basketball Blueprint, who am I talking to? I'm talking to basketball players who feel like they are good enough to play professionally right now, but they're not playing professionally right now. So who am I excluding? Basketball players who don't feel like they're ready to play pro yet. Maybe they will be in two or three years, but they're not there yet. This book is not for you. Basketball players who are already playing pro. So LeBron James and Kevin Durant, this book is not for them because they're not trying to get on playing overseas. Basketball players who like basketball, but they don't actually play anymore. People like me, the book is not for Dre Baldwin today. It would have been for me you know, 15 years ago, but it's not for me right now because I'm not trying to go play basketball right now. A team called me to come play. And maybe if there's a lot of money, I might go take it anyway. But for the most part, I'm probably going to say no. So the book is specifically for a certain group of people. So you need to be exclusionary about who you want and you have to call it out. And you know, understand it's not just knowing who you want this thing to be for, but being willing to say it out loud. This is the person that I'm targeting with this offering so that everyone who it's not for knows that it's not for them. Because any of you who's done any kind of marketing, especially those of you who have done advertising, you understand that advertising costs money. And every time you show your advertisement to another person, it is costing you dollars out of your pocket, which means every one of those dollars better be making sense. That's a good double entendre right there. And so if I'm selling a product that is designed for divorced women over 50, I don't want divorced men under 30 looking at my ad. I don't want them clicking on my ad. I don't want them coming to my website. I don't want them calling my salespeople because all of that is costing me money. So I want to make sure that I'm being very, very clear in my marketing that this is for divorced women over 50 so that anyone who doesn't fit that description does not come my way because it costs me money, it costs me time, it costs me energy and attention to talk to the wrong people just as much as it costs me to talk to the right people. So make sure you're letting everyone know who those right and wrong people are. And this is 100% your job. So this doesn't have to be the way with the way I just explained it. It doesn't have to be some kind of controversial thing because I know there are some of you out there who are and unfortunately, some of you are in the thought leadership space and it's not going to go too well when you're in a thought leadership space with this problem. But some of you are in a position where you are afraid of saying anything that could possibly offend anyone. Uh, you don't want to be on the wrong side. I don't know what side is the right or who decides what the right and wrong side is. But there are many of you out there who don't want to be on the wrong side of saying anything that anybody might find objectionable. That's fine by me. If you want to be a thought leader that you won't last in this industry with that. But let's say you're doing something like fitness, you're doing something like selling finance, you're selling houses, you're helping people get real estate deals. If you're not willing to exclude people from what you're doing, then you're going to have a problem because you're going to be talking to too many of the wrong people and it's going to be costing you too much money. You're going to be leaking. Your business is going to be like a spaghetti strainer. You know what the spaghetti strainer is? You put all the spaghetti in it and the water strains out the little holes. All right, and instead of water straining out of those holes, money straining out of those holes. That's your business when you're trying to talk to everybody at the same time. You're not willing to exclude people. All right, so on this show, as I said earlier, I say things like I detest victims. People walk around with the mentality of being a victim. I detest those people. I do not accept excuse making. If someone's called making an excuse or I notice an excuse that I'm hearing over and over again, I will point it out and call it out right here on the show. We always on this show always bring the conversation back to the person in the mirror. So even if you think your situation is because of another person's negligence or their maliciousness or them doing something wrong, and you may be right, we're still bringing the conversation back to you. And anyone who can't handle these things, you don't belong here. Don't come here. Don't listen to the show. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Unsubscribe, unfollow, all of that stuff. Get out of my world. You don't belong here because this message is not for you. These phrases are going to pull some people in 
and they're going to push some people out. There are some people listening to me right now like, man, I love when Dre says those kind of things because that's what you're about. And there are others of you who are listening to this and some of them just turn this episode off because they realize that I'm not for them. And that's all right. That's the goal. That's exactly how we want things to be. You need to figure out what these things are for you. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to get the wrong people out of your audience. Number two, and this is how you make point number one work. Stop self-editing for purposes of appeasement. Let me say that again. Stop self-editing for the purpose of appeasement. Now, there's nothing wrong with self-editing if you feel like you said the wrong thing or you messed up with what you say or you feel like your message is being misconstrued. You meant to convey one way, but it got it feels like it got conveyed another way. There's nothing wrong with correcting yourself if that is the reason. But do not correct yourself or edit what you're saying because you think somebody might have a problem with the way you said it originally, or you're saying it to appease somebody, or you're saying it to compromise because people have a problem with you, or they're coming after you, or they're trying to attack you, or they're trying to deplatform or cancel you because you said something that they didn't like. This is the whole point that I made when any of you who's on my email list, I think most of you are, and you read my email that I wrote in February 2022 about Joe Rogan, podcaster, very popular podcaster, who had some several scientists, literal scientists on his show, and they were offering some against the grain ideas and opinions, scientific opinions, mind you, about COVID jabs and where the virus is coming from and whether we should be masking and the mandates and all of these things. And they were going against the grain of what the mainstream narrative has been. And a bunch of people, many people, some of them known people, some of them unknown people, some of them people who even work for Spotify, where Joe's podcast is being hosted, tried to come against him and tried to deplatform, cancel and shut him down because he had given a platform to some people who had an opinion, a scientific opinion, mind you, that went against the grain. What seems ridiculous to me, what Joe Rogan should have said to those people, what I would have said if I was in Joe Rogan's position was kiss my ass. I bring on my show, whoever I want to bring on my show, and I'm bringing on people who are giving an alternate view from what all of you have been hearing over the last two years, how can anybody possibly have a problem with that? That's what I would have said. But hey, maybe that's why I don't have a deal with Spotify. Who knows? But Joe Rogan didn't do that. Joe Rogan tried to appease this audience. And I 100% disagree with that action by Joe. I still like Joe Rogan, but I disagree with that action and what he did in that situation. Self-editing for purposes of appeasement or apologizing for something that you meant to do is not going to quell the mob, is not going to make them back off of you. and Also, here's the bigger problem. It does not endear you anymore to the people who really mess with you. Like the people who really fuck with Joe Rogan didn't like him apologizing like that. People who really like Joe Rogan were not the people who were saying, well, you shouldn't have these other doctors on the show. The people who were saying that he should be canceled or that Spotify should kick him off or the artists and podcasts were saying, well, I'm going to pull my material off Spotify because they have Joe Rogan on there, that fucking woke virtue signaling shit. The people who are doing that, here's the interesting thing about it, if you really think about it. None of those people are fans of Joe Rogan. They were not fans of his before he did that. They were not fans of his while he was doing it. They are not fans of his even after he apologized for doing it. The whole point being, the people that you find yourself, any of you who are committing this error that I'm telling you to stop doing, you're committing the error of self-editing for purposes of appeasing an audience the people that you are trying to appease are not even your fucking fans. All right? They don't care about your shit anyway. They're not buying anything from you. They're usually not subscribed to what you're doing. They are not followers of yours. These are not the people who are keeping you afloat in the first place. They heard a little clip of what you said. Maybe they saw something that somebody else tried to interpret what you said. And they said, well, look, look at this two minute clip of a three hour conversation 
this person's wrong. Let's go attack them. This is what people do on social media these days. I mean, is anyone, is that news to anybody? We know this. This is exactly what those people did to Joe Rogan. They're not even his fans. They're not the people who sit and listen to those three-hour interviews. These are people who listen to one clip, find something objectionable about it, objectionable about it, and then go try to attack the person or attack the guest because they heard something that they didn't like when they didn't even get the context of the situation. You don't appease them. You don't edit yourself to appease people who are not even fans of yours. You can't build a brand doing that. And what ends up happening if you do that too often is not only do you not appease your attackers, you also start turning off some of your fans because they're like, yo, dude, get some fucking balls. Why are you apologizing to people who don't even like your shit in the first place? So this was the mistake that Joe Rogan made. And hopefully he doesn't make it again. We'll see where things go moving forward from here. But and I heard that he had a someone on the other side. How is possible that there's someone on the other side of the mainstream? So he had all these non-mainstream idea scientists on his show. So now to appease the haters, he decided to have somebody from the other side, quote unquote, i.e. a person who agrees with the mainstream narrative. Right? We don't need a person with the mainstream narrative. We've been hearing the mainstream narrative every fucking day for two years. That's not balancing it out, Joe Rogan. So anyway, I could do a whole episode just on that, which again, I'm a fan of what Joe Rogan has going on, but I am absolutely not a fan of the way he handled that situation. But anyway, we're still on point number two here, not self-editing for the purposes of appeasement. It might keep people from getting more mad at you, but it's not going to make them into fans. All right, the kind of people who will take something that you said or did out of context and then try to attack you for it, they were not your fans in the first place. All right, so you don't need to pay attention to them. You need to pay attention to the people who are your fans, the people who are already buying into your shit, not the people who are looking at one little clip and then trying to come at you for it because they ain't got nothing better to do. You see, when you self-edit in any area of life, this is not just building a brand or selling things. When you self-edit to avoid offending people or to appease people who claim to be offended, what you succeed in doing is making yourself neutral and not pissing anyone off, maybe. But here's the problem. There is a very, very far distance, everyone, between someone being unoffended by you and someone actually buying into you. Those are two different places to be. Being unoffended by you is like being in you know, Jacksonville, Florida. Someone buying into you is being in Miami. Now, any of you who doesn't know the geography of Florida, that's about a six-hour drive, those two cities. There's a long distance between the two. They might seem close, but they ain't that close. It's a far distance between someone saying, all right, this person's all right because they're not offending me anymore. And somebody saying, I really fuck with this person. I'm in on everything that they do. Those are two different places to be. There are many people who I know of who I'm not offended by them and the things that they talk about. But most of them, guess what? I can't even name them. I can't even give you examples because I don't remember them. I don't care about them. I'm not a fan. I'm not in their world. I'm not offended by them, but I'm also not a fan of theirs. I'm not buying anything that they're selling. Nothing that they say or do sticks in my mind because to me, I'm, my feelings about them are neutral. All right, the people who I'm a fan of, my feelings about them are not neutral. My feelings are I'm in on them. I will defend them if somebody tries to come at them. If I see them doing something I disagree with, I will explain why I disagree because I don't want them going in the wrong direction from what got me to buy into them in the first place. Like a Joe Rogan. Being neutral, everybody, gets you lost in the sauce. You basically get to hide in the middle of the crowd with everybody else. Is that what you want? I mean, if that's what you want, then fine, but you'll listen to the wrong episode. You probably listen to the wrong show. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to get the wrong people out of your audience. Number three, grab your balls and take a stand. I mean, if you have some balls to grab. Episode number 1796. I told you to get some balls. If you haven't heard that episode, go listen to it. What I mean by grabbing your balls and taking a stand is plant your flag. 
Where do you stand? What are you about? What are you not about? We need to know. We talked about this yesterday. I've talked about it earlier here today. I'm talking about it right now. Take a position. I've said this so many times here, and I will keep saying it as long as I see people who continually violate this point and ignore this point. And I, I will put this in all capital letters if it was written down. Listen to what I'm about to say. You cannot build a personal brand without showing some damn personality, which means you must have an opinion. Let me say that again. You cannot build a personal brand without showing some damn personality, which means having an opinion. If you don't have an opinion, you're not showing any personality. You might have one, but you're not showing it. And if you don't show a personality, you can't build a brand. All right, a brand is about showing people. All right? It's show and tell. You show people what you're doing. You can't build a brand secretly. All right? People have to know that you exist. So if you're trying to be neutral or not be controversial, quote unquote, which I've heard some people say, all right, that means you're not showing any personality, which means you don't have a personal brand. You may be out there. I don't know what you want to call what you got going on, but a personal brand, it ain't that. I told you in episode 878, a key for personal branding is personality. If you have none, i.e. you have no opinions, you're not taking a stand on anything, you haven't planted your flag on anything, nobody will remember you. They might like you, but they will forget you as soon as you walk away. If you think of the biggest personal brands that we see in media as far as individuals, you think of people like Elon Musk, Stephen A. Smith, Jordan Peterson, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. What do all these people have in common? What's one thing you could say all these people have in common? Is that they all have planted their flag in such a way that they can't go back. They planted their flag on certain things that if they were to change their mind on that thing, you'd be looking around like, wait a minute, this doesn't quite make sense what this person is saying. And hey, maybe they'll do it. And maybe that might be part of their brand. You can think of somebody like Kanye West, who maybe some people might say, well, Kanye has changed his mind on certain things. He, looked, he was in this direction. Now he's in this direction. But that actually is part of his brand. The fact that he doesn't have any one way that he stays and he just comes out however he comes out and you go with it or you don't. But people can't stop paying attention. They've all planted their flag in some way. Does it piss some people off? Have all of these, do all these people have very strong detractors? Yes, they do. All of them. But do they all also have a bunch of raving fans? Of course they do. Like I mentioned, uh, someone like Joe Rogan over on Spotify, he has fans, a lot of very deep fans. And those fans started to get annoyed with him because he was bending his knee to the woke mob. One of the reasons that people liked him is that he was doing things that the woke mob would never do, such as having people on his show who had ideas that went against the grain of what the mainstream narrative was. So he started apologizing to these other people who were not even his fans. They're like, yo, what are you doing, dude? He was apologizing for having the quote unquote wrong guest on his show and not enough of the quote unquote right guest on his show. Understand something about building a brand, folks, and just building an audience, period. People buy into individuals who stand on something. People buy into you when they know what you stand on. Nobody buys into you because you are so smart. You are so articulate. Your music is so amazing. You are so great at this thing. You're so much better than everybody else. You might think that's why they're buying into you. And maybe those are the things that they say. But the reason people really buy into you is because they buy into who you are as a person. Your stuff is not that amazing that they're going to stay around forever because of that. They stay around because of who you are as a person, because you can be superseded in stuff. Somebody can build on what you did and make it better. But the way to keep your audience from leaving and jumping ship and going to the next shiny object after you is for them to buy into you as a human being. People don't buy into you because you're trying to appease the crowd. All right, we can see right through that these days. We've all been conditioned. We use the Internet all day, every day. So we all can see through the bullshit. So again, look at the favorite people that you like to follow. 
at some point they all did something or said something that many people didn't like. And that's the exact thing that made you buy into them. The fact that you agree while everybody else was disagreeing, true or not. This is how you build a brand. Let's recap today's class, which is how to get the wrong people out of your audience. We talked about this in episode 1364, Rejection Marketing. You do not want anybody or everybody in your audience. Point number one, decide who you want in and who are you for. Say it out loud. What you do is you got to draw clear lines in the sand. Let people know who you want and who you do not want. And if you're not willing to say those things, then the problem is you're going to be drowning in the sauce of trying to talk to everybody at the same time. And you have to sift through all the bullshit to get to the people who you want. Point number two, stop self-editing to try to appease people who are not even fans of yours in the first place. It might keep people from getting mad at you, but it does not make them a fan. Those are two different things with someone really fucking with your stuff and someone just being neutral about your stuff. Neutral people don't buy anything. Being neutral will get you lost in the sauce, hitting in the middle with everybody else. Is that what you want? And point number three, grab your balls and take a stand, meaning plant your flag, take a position, be about something and be not about some other things. I've said so many times here on the show, you cannot build a personal brand without showing some personality, which means you must have an opinion. People buy into people because they agree with your opinions. They like the fact that you're willing to share your opinion. Those of you who are trying to be too neutral, you're trying to appeal to everyone at the same time. You're trying to be everything to everyone. You end up being, as we all know, nothing to no one. Look at the favorite people that you follow. It's usually because they said or did something that you know many people didn't agree with. But the fact that they were willing to have the balls to do it or say it is what made you buy into them. And it's the exact thing that will make other people buy into you. Two things for you to do now. Number one, get my daily motivation text by texting me at my number 305-384-6894. Get the daily motivation every day. And number two, you ready to take the next step with me? Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Join my mastermind, join the university, get my bulletproof bulletin every single month straight into your mailbox, physical mail. And that's it. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.